When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com. For coaches who want to get better. From the fifth quarter studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, happy Monday, episode 567. I know it's an exciting week in the Collins household right now because tournament time is coming up this weekend. Um, but before we jump into that, um, this is going to be a two-parter um, this week and next week. And there will be some things discussed in um, this podcast and on Mondays that I will uh, put a link down below. You can watch them on YouTube. If um, I know there's some whiteboard things and some things I drew up. Um, in these couple, um, it's you know a one-on-one call I have with teachhoops.com members. So want to make sure that you can um, see those things. Um, that's one of the reasons I started teachhoops.com. One of the reasons you should join. You should come and uh, become a better basketball coach, just like we expect our players to. Also, make sure you go over and check out Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Give them a call. Tell them, tell them I sent you. Tell them Coach Unplugged sent you. They will take really good care of you and give you three hundred fifty dollars off um, your next shooting machine. Or, and they'll help you trade in too. So go over and check them out. Let's head off to the podcast. Hey, Coach. Go go ahead. Yeah, I, I've got. I've always got millions of questions. I'll just hit a couple of top ones and see what you got for me. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I heard one of the podcasts that you were talking about how to handle a one-two-two aggressive half-court trap. About seeing the guys from the back, but I've never got the specifics on that. On okay. So one-two-two or one-three-one. A one-two-two. Okay. It looks like that. Um, so you're saying aggressive. Yeah. So you're saying two, one, and let, let's say most people would start break this with an even front. So they put an offensive player here. They put an offensive player here. They probably put one right. in the high post, and they probably so most m- most people counter with um, uh, most people counter with opposite. So if it's an odd front, they go even. So so okay. So you're saying this is aggressive, right? So the the one in three are, are, are trapping okay. aggressively and yep. if so the ball's the corner, here the so, five yep. Right. yep so one and three okay so that's where that's where i'm saying two has to make a decision at this point okay because five is probably going to step here okay what i do is i don't leave this guy norm i don't put that guy there at the high post so what i do is i put them at the short corner so i either put i, I put them in at the short elbow i put them either there or there depending on which way. So if the ball's on this side, I put him right here because then two's got to make a decision about who he's going to guard. And then this person pops in behind. See what I'm saying? So 
if the ball is on this side, I put, uh, we'll call this here. I can go, this is offensive player one. Um, offensive player one has the ball, then I tell offensive player three to get like, not low block, but mid block, like right in here. Um, okay. If, if offensive player two has it, then offensive player three would be on this side because I'm gonna force two to make a decision at this point. Um, this, is, this is really too far for four to come. And four is more worried about five moving and getting a bucket in here, just lobbing it up and getting a bucket. So that's where I was talking about. I was talking about that opposite high guy flashing behind the trap. Okay. Because if two takes, if two takes, if two takes the offensive player two away, then three will be open. Okay. This player will be open. So one of these two players is going to be open because two can only guard. But when you do this normal lineup, when you do this normal lineup, two can kind of sit on three and then also look for the steal up above. So it's, it's basically, you want to give, you want to give three passing lanes. So um, worst case scenario is let's say the ball is here. Um, the worst case scenario is you want three passing lanes. You want one, two, and three passing lanes. So you have that if four does come up and takes two away, then, then five's got to follow four, like then five's got to come up and then the release is just a skip across. So either one of okay. these three people is going to be open, either this guy at the short, at the at kind of the short elbow, this guy flashing behind the trap, right, right in here, because that's a long way for two to come. And two's got to decide. Two can't guard three and two. And then if four decides, well, I'm going to start creeping up if the ball's over here, then that's five. And then five's going to come up and be the release. So five's going to have, four's going to have to look, make a decision on which way it's going to go. Okay. Does that make sense? And, yeah. And I typically just put my point guard, my best player, right in the middle and try to get the ball to him to score. It, yeah. That's, that the right one they're trying, that's, that's kind of the one they're trying to steal. Um, right. Yeah. So you want somebody almost coming from behind it because th th they're going to go, they want to go for this steal and the high, this steal up here. Right. Cause then they can go get a layup in the other direction. So two is going to be the aggressive one, but two is going to have to make a decision. If the ball's over here with two, then three, then this, this one tends to be the, the other opposite guard tends to be the, the, um, aggressive one. Okay. And I guess, so my guy in the middle is going to be on ball side, uh, ball side a little bit below about, about, I don't know, I'd say about a foot and a half below the elbow. Gotcha. Another one flashes behind and then my other deep Cause think about it. So let's say the ball's up. here. Yeah. Let's say the ball's here. Who's going to guard this guy? Is five going to come up? If five comes up, that's great. You just pass it to four. <laughs> right. You know, right. and then that's a long way to go to trap again. If, if five takes four away, which they normally do, that's the easiest pass. That's the one they want. They want to make that pass in the cross pass. So usually that one's taken right. away. Well, then this person's just going to have to step up and find an open space for them to see you. And then you're off to the races. Because if three catches the ball, like right here where I'm drawing that X, who's going right. mean, to, it's either going to be five's got to stop them or, you know, if five stops them, then four's going to get an open shot. Right. And it's then your other guy too is flashing behind. That, and and yeah. this, this is the key that flash behind. Most people don't flash behind the trap. When you flash behind right. the trap, it's really hard to defend. 
Gotcha. No, that's super helpful because I'm just putting my guy right in the middle. Yeah, and they just uh, stand there. They just stand there. Make, right. Yeah, and then, right. then it's just too it's too easy to defend. Um, you know, I always tell them two or three count, and then you got to get out of there. Okay. So these cool. three, awesome. these, yeah, they can interchange too. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. Okay, perfect. Uh, how, uh, am I good ripping through a few other oh, ones? Oh, yeah, go right ahead. Everyone, I'll keep ripping through it. So uh, let's say we had a team that would press on misses uh, very aggressively, and they would double team my post. So on a defensive rebound, they would jump and trap my post and then try to guard the outlet to my point guard. Yep. So what's the philosophy behind um, handling that? Do that. <laughs> my philosophy. <Yeah. laughs> philosophy. If we do that, we'll do that on um, missed free throws. Uh, we'll gotcha. do that on missed free throws because, okay. you know, you got two guys right here, you know, and if one of them gets the rebound, we'll trap right away. So, um, so what has to happen? So they're going to get the rebound here. So they're going to get the rebound here or here, right? So normally they're going to get right. one of those two blocks and then they're going to get trapped by two defenders. Okay. So what they're right. doing is they're taking your point guard away. You don't want your point guard to catch it. You want your point guard to get the second pass. So you okay. want someone else to flash and get the ball here. And then you want your point guard. Let's say this is your point guard. You want your point guard then to flash from that person because they're, they're trying to make someone else bring the ball up is my guess. Right. Right. Hey coach, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like. Um, those do mean a lot to us. The written reviews are really important. Um, two, two other things that you can do to help us out that doesn't cost you anything. First thing, you can go over and subscribe and like and join our YouTube channel, T-Tubes. Um, you get updates all the time on that. Um, you can also, if you do any sort of shopping on Amazon, you can click our Amazon link down below, www.ttubes.com backslash Amazon. Bookmark that. Anytime you do any shopping on Amazon, we get a small little commission, and uh, it helps us uh, with our hosting fees. And if you really, really, really want to help us out, you come over and join teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better, become a better basketball coach. Um, you know, it's it's one of the reasons I got into this was to not only help my players, but to help other coaches. Um, and like I said, we ask our players to work on their craft. Are you working on your craft? Let me help you become a better basketball coach. All right, back to the podcast. Because they don't want to get beat deep, right? They don't want to get beat this way. So they're going to let him catch right. it in front, probably, if they do. You know, let's say he's over – let's say your point guard's over here. All right, I'm stuck. Well, what's he going to do? He's going to vat, and then he's going to cut like this. Well, they're going to stay on – if you're going this way, they're going to stay on this side of them because they don't want to get beat deep and give a layup up. So it's just teaching right. your point guard to go away and then f flash across. Um, that's what we've done in the past because you're right. This is a hard one, for, especially for the bigs. They just want to get rid of it. And that's fine. You're going to get rid of it, but you're going to get rid of it to somebody other than the point guard. And then these so guys are told three. not to dribble. These guys are told to hold and look. <laughs> um, you know. So should, should I have – Should I? so what would be the lineup then just telling the people, should I have my point guard on one side, my two on the other side? Yep. And the, then two, the, the, two should go opposite, okay. the two should go the side of the double, and the point should go opposite that. And then as soon okay. as this one gets it, then he's cutting. Yep. Yep. Make okay. it really where would I tell the, 
the other, just the other two players, where, where should I tell them to be going? Uh, well, I would send my big deep because that would, that, I mean, I would send both of, I'd send the big deep and then you probably have your three guard here at half court. I'd say you go to half court and get in the center, center circle or, okay. or the sideline, get out of the way because you don't want them around um, at that point. But the problem is they've got two guys here, so they only have three defenders left. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. So someone's going to be open. Um, it's just a matter of right. who. And then I would tell tell my big I'd rather have them eat the ball than turn it over at that point. Um, literally, like, I'd rather have your football eat it than make the bad pass because <laughs> this is a horrible okay. pass um, if it's turned over because it's a layup kind of thing. So okay. that's where I work on, you know, I work on breaking windows, you know, above the, above the shoulders, you know, kind of breaking – you know, pass fake, pass fake logo high. You, know, you can always pass over the ears or pass over the top of the head. You know, it's hard, virtually impossible for somebody to get their hands up. So I would work in in the in the small parts. I would work with the bigs. Uh, this is a great drill. You could do this as a drill too. Like, okay, what do we need to work on? We need to work on when they're getting doubled. Great, we're gonna double the bit. We're gonna throw the ball off the board. Big's gonna get it. We're gonna double them. And then we're going to work on, you know, going three on three at that point or two on. We're going to work on our break, getting the ball up and let's, you know. So I would, I would incorporate a couple things. You could work on your trap. You could work on like big getting doubled because you want them to get that feeling so they don't freak out. This is, right. this is used often, at least at our level, at the high school level, is, is used to kind of get them to panic. Like we're not, we're not okay. used to getting doubled right away when we get a rebound, you know. Um, so that's – and most coaches run it to try to get a couple turnovers and a couple layups, a couple easy buckets. Okay. Cool. So I would definitely incorporate yeah. that into practice, like, so the bigs know what it feels like to get doubled. And then if you, if you know the football coach, I'd go get some football pads, you know, those big pads. And right. Bang them. You ever see those big right. – you can get them at right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I'd have those two guys so they're not following them all over. I'd have them banging them. Just so he gets used to that feeling. Um, okay. You know, so you can't cool. you can't exactly do it, but you can get close to it. Okay. Cool. Uh, that, that's great. Okay. Uh, the next the next question I had is when calling a timeout, uh, especially towards in the game, I guess any time. What? How many? Like, so I always try to give a zone if I'm running a quick hitter, a zone quick hitter, and a man quick hitter. But also, if the other team decides to jump to a trap or something like that, do I also need to remind them of what our um, kind of press break or release valve is? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, how, how much information do you give people when you're at a timeout? Okay, because it's probably a big – okay, so um, I, I, I try to find something that works against man and zone. That's the first thing. Um, you, can't, you can't get something that's going to work against everything. You just want to put kids in the right position so that they can create – some space and openings. That's the first thing. You, you really, in a, especially in a big game, if you haven't done it before, it's going to be hard for them to do it. So I would make sure you practice it. Um, mm -hmm. Have that one or two plays and, you know, once or two. Because if you can remind them, hey, we're running Phoenix. We're running Phoenix. We got this. Here's what we're going to do. Here's all our looks. If they're in zone, we're, we're going to get this look. If they're in man, we're going to get this look. Here we go. Break. I wouldn't worry about them. Tra if they trap, you, what you do is in practice before that point, if they trap, that's an attack mode. Um, because we have an advantage at that point. If they're trapping and they're probably down, it's probably not tied or up. 
if they're trapping us. Um, so if they're trapping us, they're probably down. We need to make them pay at that point. We want to, we want to either take time off the clock or we want to attack the rim. Um, so keep it simple on those timeouts, super simple. Cause they're not going to hear you. And if whatever's important, say it at the beginning and say it at the end. Um, cause I've had more than one kid say, coach, man, I didn't hear anything. It's cause they're all jacked. It's like, okay, here we go. And that's where running them in practice is so important. Every big game that I've won, we've run something that we've run before, and I'm more calming them, saying, hey, we're going to win this. We got it. We're going to run Phoenix. Here's what it's going to look like. Now, from a standpoint of coaching, you should practice this in practice, putting a minute on the clock or on your phone. And then I have, um, I have clear transparencies of plays that I can just put on my whiteboard that I just clip on and then I'll put my little magnets on them. Cause I, I, I'm not good enough even after 30 years of drawing that stuff up really fast. So mm -hmm. I'll have my, I'll tell my, I'll tell my assistants as, as I see it's coming, Hey, get our quick hitters ready. He'll have them ready. I go, all right, we're going to run Phoenix and he'll have it clipped on there for me. So when I grab the whiteboard, it's ready rock and roll. Here's what, here's what we're running. I'll just put the magnets and the kids in the right spots. He even has magnets labeled come tournament time with the kid's name. So I'll grab John. John's going to be here. Bill's going to be here, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, but just like the kids practice, you have to practice that. Because if it's a tight game, if they see you're confident and have it, it's, I mean, their confidence level multiplies. <laughs> um, because they feel like, oh, we got this. We've done this in practice. We've already run it. We've right. run this four times. Um, so that's where I think you got to come up with um, just a couple quick hitters. I'm actually probably the end of this week or next week, um, we just finished the PowerPoints, and then my assistant is going to do the, the um, wording on it of all quick hitters, how to pick a quick hitter, what you should look for, a checklist and everything. So it'll probably be a week. He just, we just finalized the PowerPoint. So he's going to go back and do either today or tomorrow. So look for that in the next week. And that will help you. Like, do you want to, do you want to screen? Do you want, cause there's so many different things you can do in a last second play. You got to kind of pick a couple that you want. Do you want a three? Do you want, what, what kind of things do you want? And then that's where you can draw the, get the play from. So look for that. So, it, no, that makes perfect sense. So a follow-up on that is I basically with the kids, I have them work on just at in the game, just one baseline out of bounds for man and one baseline out of bounds for zone. Yep. And they're, they're different. Um, okay. So if I, if I wanted to go at that philosophy of a man in a zone they've already practiced on, is there a way to – is there a certain way that you really tell – I mean, can I have my guys switch or something right before they run it just to make sure they are in a manner zone? Or are you of the philosophy that's better just to have one play that will Well, the work problem is I might 1-3, one, 1-half-court one, court trap you. I might run a matchup 2-3. I might run a diamond in one. Depending on the amount of time, I'm not sure you have time to synthesize that. You know what I'm saying? In in a in a play at the end of a game, if let's say let's say you're let's say we're playing you, I'm coaching against you, and your team's going off, and you your two stars are just man, they're going crazy. All right, maybe we the whole game we've been playing a matchup and man. Well, maybe the last play of the game, I'm going to my triangle and two, and I'm just going to take those two out of the game. I'm not going to let them score. Well, 
you got to have some sort of quick hitter where everybody kind of gets a look. Um, you know, maybe I'll one three one trap you in the half court. Well, all of a sudden, now we're extending. Now there's going to be different spaces. So that's where I think you want to figure out. Personally, I think you don't you don't want to bottle yourself. There's so many different zones. That's the problem. And a lot of zones become similar to man after you do a couple movements. That's why I think if you just find a good one or two good plays, I don't know how many zones you see in your league and stuff, but um, if you only see two threes in man, then easy, yeah. Just have one for each. Um, but if you, you, you know, if, like our league, you, you could see six different zones at some point or a switching man or a non-switching man or, a, you know, maybe they're icing us and putting, pushing us, whatever it is. Um, so you just got to be ready for it. But if you feel comfortable, what I, what I tell every coach, do what you feel comfortable doing. So if you feel comfortable having two different ones, do that. Absolutely. Because the kids will feel that. So when they go out in the court, is it would it, if I want to just have maybe two players switch positions or something just to see if yep, they do yep. follow you can, them? You just have them. Just have them. simple. Yeah, that's super simple. Have it, it, are they handing? It's going to be a little bit harder to tell a matchup in a, a matchup zone and a man. Yeah, matchups. That's going to be harder. But if you get guys cutting through and they're following, or they're getting to the helpline, then you'll be able to tell it's man. So yes, right. if you have like thirty seconds, that's easy. Cutters through will tell you kind of for the most part, whether it's man or zone, won't always do it, but right. it'll give you a good idea of it. Right. Okay. So just the one follow-up question on that is yep. when they do jump uh, to trap. So like I, my point guards, I probably have one of the best point guards in our, in the league. Yep. So if they look to double team him right off the bat, is there a, a specific uh, rule that you tell the kids like the you know the fill the three passing lanes come to the ball or I tell them the I tell them pass through the first of all I I convey like they're trapping him we're gonna make them pay <laughs> at that point okay someone's open so I almost get like the blood and water kind of theory at that point because I want the other four boys to be like yes like excited that he's getting trapped because now we're we have an advantage because if he's that good, he's going to be able to get out of that trap or pass it out, then we're going. So, yes, I, I tell them three passing lanes and attack at that point. Um, we're going to score. We're going to make you pay for trapping us. Um, okay. Yeah, and I would try to get the trap high. You know, if, you're, if, if you think they're going to do it right away, I try to get him the ball, set something where he can get the ball right away, and then um, – Go ahead. We want you. Go ahead and trap us, because then we're gonna we're gonna make you. You know, I tell them go past north south rather than east west, so they don't get a layup. But let's go. Yeah. So do you do you send like the three three guys come all the way to the ball in the three passing lanes and put someone under the goal, spread them out? Hey, coach. I hope you enjoyed that. Make sure you subscribe and like. Leave a written review. We would love those. Also, I would ask that you go down. Think about joining teachhoops.com. I know you've been thinking about it. It's like, oh, should I do it? It's a lot of money. It's like, trust me, it will pay for itself. I would not, I, you know, I have partners I have to pay, but it is worth every penny. So go over and check it out. Um, and then if you're going to do any shopping, click that Amazon link down below. Sports Social Podcast Network.